Hey, this is James McCoy. Welcome to the JM Sports and Wrestling Podcast, where you will hear the latest in wrestling and sports. Nothing here is off limits. Let's have some fun. You can email me now for ideas that you guys may want me to talk about on my podcast at the jmpodcast at gmail.com. I hope everyone out there had a great new year, had a great holidays all around. And this year, I hope to continue to improve on what I started late last year, trying to produce as much great content as I possibly can for this podcast. So tonight, I want to talk about some NFL news that's going around. And mainly, I want to hit on John Gruden potentially becoming the Raiders coach again. And I have to say, when I first heard about this, I thought it was quite intriguing. I thought Gruden should have gotten back in the coaching quite long ago. But I can understand why he stayed at ESPN. I mean, he made, what, multi-million, multi-million each year. I wouldn't want to leave. I'd be comfortable. But we all know Gruden is a head football coach. He's a coach at heart. That's what he loves to do. That is his passion. And so jobs came and jobs went. And he didn't hit on it. Just wasn't the right fit. But the Oakland Raiders are the right fit. For a variety of reasons. One of the reasons are, is that I believe, if I remember correctly, this is their last year in the stadium in Oakland. So really, they're a lame duck franchise before they get ready and move over to Las Vegas. And I think it's perfect. You need a personality that's going to make, that's going to want to make people come out and see you. John Gruden's that type of guy. When he coached the Raiders, from 98 to 01, before he was ultimately traded, we all know his brand was, people thought he looked like Chucky. And that was his nickname, Chucky. Because the face, you know, the faces he would make resembled that Chucky doll that we all grew up and loved. John Gruden coached four seasons in Oakland. His first two years, he had a 500 record. He was 8-8. Eight and eight. 2000 and 2001 combined 22-10. and 10 before he was ultimately traded to Tampa Bay, where he coached from 02 to 08, where he ultimately won a Super Bowl with Tampa Bay. There was 12 and four in 02, seven and nine in 03, five and 11 in 04. 05, 06, 07 and 08, he was 11 and five, four and 12, and then he finished up his Tampa Bay run nine and seven in 07 and 08 respectively. John Gruden has a career coaching record of 95 wins and 81 losses. That's a 540 win percentage. He's been out for a while, and the game has changed since he last coached in 08. So what? You're looking at about nine years now. We're in a pass-happy league now, and we know John Gruden, right? He's all about the quarterback. He loves his quarterbacks. And coming to Oakland, he's going to have a great quarterback there and, and Derek Carr. This is the right fit for him. This is definitely the right fit. He's going to have weapons on the offensive side of the ball with Carr, with Amari Cooper, with Crabtree, and if Lynch comes back for another year, a good running game. And that defense, Coolio Mack and those boys, if anybody can get the best out of these guys, it's Gruden. And for Gruden to come home again would bring his coaching career full circle. He has unfinished business with Oakland. You know, he led them to the playoffs, like I said, in 99 and 2000. I'm sorry, in 2000 and 2001. And we all remember the famous tuck rule game against New England 
where that started up the New England dynasty. So Gruden has some unfinished business, and I think that unfinished business, you know, needs to happen. I think he needs to come back, and he needs to lead those Raiders, whether it's Oakland next year or the Las, you know, the Las Vegas Raiders, you know, the year after next. But John Gruden is the right man for this job. He is the right man to take these guys into the future. And he is the guy that needs to win a Super Bowl with Oakland, in my opinion. So I can say he succeeded. His career is finished. He will be a Hall of Fame coach. There's no question about it. But add one more Super Bowl win to that resume, and you will definitely solidify that with no doubt or no argument. All right, guys, be right back. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am back with segment two, and we're going to talk about the NFL playoffs. They're finally here. After 17 weeks in the regular season, we have the wild card round coming up this weekend. First game on there, the Titans and the Chiefs, Saturday, 4.35 p.m. Eastern on ABC and ESPN, where we're going to see Alex Smith and the boys try to avenge a loss earlier in the season from the Tennessee Titans not long ago. And the Chiefs started off hot. They were 5-0 to start the season. They opened up, went into New England, and punched New England right in the mouth. And really took it to Brady and company that day. But now, as we all know, 17 weeks later, have things really changed? I mean, the Chiefs, 10-6. The Patriots, once again, win the AFC East. So, to get to the Super Bowl, you're going to have to go through New England. If Kansas City wins, that's exactly the rematch they're going to get. They're going to have to go through New England to get to the AFC Championship game. This is Marcus Mariota in Tennessee's first playoff berth in nine years, and they're looking to make some noise. And Mariota is a very good young quarterback who's getting better each year. I mean, he had an off year this year, but still, he led led his team to the playoffs, finally. Now we're going to see what he can do. We're going to see what the two-headed running back monster, DeMarco Murray, and Henry will do against the Chiefs defense who have been decimated with injuries this year. They will not have Eric Berry, who ruptured his Achilles earlier in the season. He's out for the year. Personally, for me in this game, it's going to come down to experience, and I think Alex Smith just has that experience, and I expect the Chiefs to win a close one again. I think it'll be 27-21 Kansas City. Next will be the Saturday night game, 8.15 Eastern on NBC, where we have the Super Bowl runner-ups from last season, the Atlanta Falcons, traveling out to L.A. to take on the Los Angeles Rams. And I have to say, man, the Rams, probably the biggest surprise in football, right? I I think a lot of us would agree with that. Jared Goff came out of nowhere this year. Todd Gurley, back to the beast that he is when he's healthy. And... You got the Falcons, who want to avenge what happened in the Super Bowl last year. They want to go out there and prove that that choke job was a fluke. And their road to it starts, you know, this Saturday night. And personally for me, again, I said experience. I'm going to go against that here. As much as I want to give the edge to Matt Ryan and company, there's just something special about this Rams team here. I don't know what it is. I don't know, a 32-year-old coach 
who's younger than I am. He's the youngest coach in football. And he's got these guys clicking on all cylinders and has all year long. I just have to give it to the Rams. I think it's their time to make some noise. I predict the Rams are going to win this one 35-22. So now we move on to Sunday. First game on the docket here, the Bills and the Jaguars. The Bills, come on guys, they haven't been to the playoffs in, I don't know, forever? They finally make it behind Tyrod Taylor and LaShawn McCoy. And it's been a weird season for the Bills. They benched Taylor for a rookie. And what did that rookie do in the first game? He threw five interceptions. They went back to Taylor, and they were able to overcome all that. Thanks to Andy Dalton, by the way, throwing a late touchdown pass against Baltimore that eliminated the Ravens and got Buffalo into the playoffs against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Saxonville, that defense, is ferocious. I'm not very big on Blake Bortles. Just not. He's performed better overall here within the last few weeks, but I'm still not sold. I'm still going to give this game to Jacksonville. I think that defense is too much for Buffalo. They don't have the firepower to, you know, handle that Jags defense. I I could see this being a blowout. I could see this being 34-10 Jacksonville. If Blake Bortles doesn't turn the ball over and Jacksonville can run it with with Fournette, control some clock, keep Buffalo off the field, Jacksonville should easily win this game. All right, so when I come back, I want to talk about the last game on the wild card weekend, and that will be the Carolina Panthers against Drew Brees and the New Orleans Saints. Be right back. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am back. And we are going into the last segment, and I'm going to conclude the NFL Wild Card Playoff Weekend. And the last game, Sunday afternoon, will be the Carolina Panthers against the New Orleans Saints in New Orleans, 4.40 p.m. Eastern Time on Fox. And it's good to see the Saints back in the playoffs. Drew Brees, what a season he had. 23 touchdowns, 8 interceptions. Usually, Drew Brees is lighting up the end zone for about 30, 35 TDs and over 5,000 yards, but he didn't really need to do a lot of that this year because the surprise outside of their defense, which I'll hit on here in a minute, was the running game of Ingram and rookie sensation Alvin Kamara. And Ingram rushed for over 1,100 yards and 12 touchdowns. Their star wide receiver, Mr. Thomas, 104 receptions, 1,245 yards and five touchdowns. And I'm going to tell you what, Cam Newton and these guys going into New Orleans, they're going to be up for one hell of a, a one hell of a fight. And I will and I will say this: Cam Newton, if he's going to lead this team to victory, is going to have to be more accurate with the football. He threw for over 3,300 yards this year with 22 touchdowns and 16 picks. That defense in Carolina is going to have to bring the heat against Drew Brees and these New Orleans Saints, or Drew Brees is going to pick them apart. Look. 23 touchdowns and 8 interceptions, yes, typically that's not, you know, what we're used to seeing out of Drew Brees, but it doesn't mean Brees still can't carve up a defense. And that's exactly what he's going to do to Carolina. If Carolina doesn't show up, he will carve them up. Drew Brees always plays better in the Dome, at home, and that is why I give New Orleans 
the edge in this game. And if Cam Newton and the offense doesn't bring it either, this could be a blowout. And as of right now, I'm going to go 42-17 New Orleans to advance. And they would have to go to Philadelphia and get ready to play yeah, the Philadelphia Eagles. It's been a good year for Carolina. You know, the Saints won a division. You know, they were 11-5. Carolina, 11-5, same thing. But the Saints won a division because of the overall wins that they had. Carolina gave up their star wide receiver in a trade, Benjamin, to Buffalo. They got rid of Cam Newton's favorite target, Kellen Benjamin. And yes, they still made the playoffs. They have a running back they drafted out of Stanford, McCaffrey. And McCaffrey was supposed to come in and be that security blanket, you know, for Cam Newton. And in some instances, he was. But Cam Newton needs to work on his accuracy. So many times this year, Cam had wide open guys and, you know, they just didn't bring it. Carolina does not have a star wide receiver. Devin Funches is their number one receiver. Outside of Greg Olson at the tight end spot, love Greg Olson. Guy's another security blanket for Cam. But Devin Funches, 63 receptions, 840 yards, and eight touchdowns. Are they stellar numbers? Absolutely not. But respectable. But you're going to need more than respectable if you're going to beat Drew Brees and company inside New Orleans in that dome. And I just don't see it. I just do not see it. Carolina is going to need to upgrade their offensive weapons if, if you know, for next year they're going to make a run. Because I think this is a one-and-done deal. Now, the playoffs are a different monster, but Drew Brees has that Super Bowl. Cam Newton went to a Super Bowl and lost, so he's got a little bit of experience. But I'm going to roll with Drew Brees here. Drew Brees is my boy. Ingram from Alabama. They will win this game very handily, 42 17. So once again, I hope you guys are having an awesome new year so far. You made it to the end. Thanks for hanging out with me. Be sure to hit the clapping button so that I know which segments that you like the best. Also, be sure to hit the star button to favorite the station and share it with your friends. Now you can find me on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Pocket Casts. Guys, I will be back tomorrow with a special wrestling podcast. Lane and I will be here And we will talk about the results from Wrestle Kingdom 12, Jericho and Omega. If you ordered it, watch it, enjoy it. We'll talk about it tomorrow. You guys have a great day.